1: Facts, yes, all of the above are correct, but most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
3: Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. One of those is powered by the On
4: My Feet Network and brought to you by the Up on Game Network. Be sure to download the On My Feet app on all iOS and Android devices and be sure to follow the Up on Game Network on Twitter and Instagram at Up on Game Network. Enjoy the show. Welcome to One of Those, the show that explores artist sneaker culture. I'm your host, Adam Butler, back with another episode. Thank you so kindly for being here. Listen, I got a dope show, as always, for you guys today, man. My man, International O is in the building, man. We talked about a lot, man. We talked about sneakers. We talked about his come up as sneakers, how, you know, sometimes we got to take a break from it and come back. We talked about trade block, and we also talked some sports. Specifically, we talked about the Lakers and we talked about LeBron and we spent some time on that. So you don't want to miss it. Yo, we're going to jump right into it in a moment. But before that, I want to get into a segment I like to call. I said what I said. So quick story time, y'all. This Saturday, I live in the D.C. area, so this Saturday we're down to Georgetown, and Georgetown is like our shopping, if you, you could call it a shopping district, um, if you want to call it a shopping district in D.C., either way, if you've ever been to Washington, D.C., the Georgetown area is where a lot of tourists go, and they do a lot of high-end shopping. In Georgetown, we have a Nike store. Um, It's a famous Nike store, too, has a cool display of all Jordans. I think um one through 14 in Georgetown colorways is the dopest thing. Every time I go in there, I say, yo, how could I cop a pair of these? And yes, those Georgetown ones and the threes are in there and they've been in there for years. Super dope. Anyway, I'll go down to the Georgetown store. And I see a bunch of dudes coming out the store, almost as if like they were up to something It was strange, right? I wasn't even planning on going in the Nike store. I just saw these guys coming out and they looked like they were up to something and it weirded me out. Then I noticed they had bags in their hands. I don't know, I of morbid curiosity. Let me let me go see what's going on. So I go inside of the the Nike store in Georgetown and I see a line. A huge line full of people Holding Jordan One boxes, so you know my antennas go up. Okay, oh my God, my antennas go up. Wait a minute, what do they have in here? I go upstairs and it's the Brotherhood ones, the Jordans that just dropped this past week. It dropped um, last Wednesday, I believe. Um, The Brotherhood ones—they're after that. You know, they're they're dedicated to Jordans. Frat um, Omega Sapphire—it's a super dope sneaker. But you know, with Jordan Ones, if you're in this game, you know that it's very hard to cop these things. So the fact that they were in the store was almost a miracle so i walk upstairs i see him on the display this is something that hasn't happened to me in almost two years okay i see him on the display and i'm like yo do you have my size the dude goes "Yeah, hold tight it's like i'm making a security breach he's like yeah hold, hold on hold on yeah i got a size 12 He goes back and give me the size 12 i'm standing in line and i found myself feeling nervous i know it sounds crazy it's a weird thing trust me i know it's weird i felt nervous Because for two years, mind you, it's been a pandemic. I haven't really gone to a mall or anything like that. And we know the supply chain issues that have been going on for people that are into sneakers or any other collectibles like that. You had to buy the stuff online. And if it's something that's of high value or something that's, you know, that people want, it's very difficult to buy it. I've been missing out on sneakers for retail for two years now. And I definitely haven't walked into a store and just been like, let me go buy that. So we're all standing in line. Of course, the resellers are there being weird, three, four pairs in their hands. It's the strangest thing. And, and you know, we're all just sitting there in this line feeling all awkward, almost as if, wow, is this really going to happen? And think about how crazy that is. The fact that we're <laughs> feeling privileged to spend money is, is, a, is a crazy thing. I understand. I know. But the main reason I think I felt that way is because that feeling of being able to walk into the store is lost. And it kind of shows you where sneaker culture is going, where you're shocked to be able to walk into the store and buy something that used to be the coolest part about sneaker culture. Not just chasing the like the craziest, like, you know, um, hyped up or exclusive pair it used to be. Hey, I went into the store and I found this. I found that. So we got to try to figure out a way to get that back, man. Nike, if you all upped your shipment or upped your production in order to make this happen, I commend you because that was a great feeling. Yeah, some resellers bought them up, but it's a feeling that was lost. And it shows me that in order to keep this thing going, and in order to keep your customer base happy, obviously you have to have supply along that goes along with our demand. We need the supply for our demand. It was a good feeling. I have no idea why those shoes were available in this store, but I'm telling you right now, big brands. You need to make it happen because that's way more fun than trying to chase something for resale. And I said what I said. Let's get to it. We're coming right back with my man, International O.
5: Oh, what up? Uh, What's going
4: on, man? How you doing? Oh man, I am good to go, man. I'm happy to be talking to you, brother. We're gonna talk some sports, we're gonna talk some sneakers, we're gonna talk it all. But before we get into it, I always gotta ask people, man, how did you get into this, man? This thing we call sneaker culture, this, this, this wild world of collecting and loving sneakers.
5: Man, um honestly, I you know, I know a lot of people when they when they talk sneakers, man, they can tell you about stuff in 05, 06.
1: Mm-hmm.
5: I missed that time. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, of course, high school you get into sneakers, man, and then after that, just kind of life kid gets a hold of you. So I was, I was everywhere, but I probably I got back into sneakers. I would say late two thousand eleven, man, for the uh, Concord Elevens. Yeah. I helped people get a pair of those, in there, and then I-, I kept a pair myself. And after that, it's been it's been back at it.
4: Yeah, you know, we talked before and I, and and we kind of related to that one where, you know, I had been in it when I was a kid and as a young man. And then, you know, through my college years and then when the bills hit and the responsibilities hit and I had to start counting my own coin, I realized, yep. OK, well, you know, this is this <laughs> this is a priority. That's not a priority. And, you know, um, I was blessed when I really got my career you know, probably about, you know, 10, 11 years ago at this point, I was able to, you know, okay, now I could take money and get into the sneakers. Do you feel like sometimes uh, if you, you know, like this whole gatekeeper thing that goes on the sneaker culture where it's like, Oh, well, if you, you weren't, you know, on Nike talk in 2006 and you weren't, you don't remember the first time this released and you're not really part of the game. Do you feel like that? Like people, when people say that, like, what are your opinions when people say stuff like that? I disregard them. That's just, you know, a lot of people,
5: it, I, to me, it kind of reminds me of like when basketball people try to compare with LeBron and Jordan. If you was not around it, you know, it's just the old, you know, I'm an old head. I'm considered an old head, but it's old head, you know, banter, man. I don't, yeah, I don't buy into it. I've had people tell me that, and I'm like, okay,
4: yeah, yeah, whatever. <laughs> I, I i do i feel like that too like you know it was fun and you know i've had people on here shaking other folks like that that's been at it since the be, you know since the beginning and you know yeah. we we trade our war stories it's all fun but I feel like sneaker culture and, and just like any culture, any hobby or whatever you want to call it, should be welcoming. You know, what I mean, and if people even if you even if you are, uh, you know, a 60 year old man or a 60 year old woman and you're like, yo, I want to start collecting sneakers. I feel like we shouldn't be deterring them from that because they weren't in it, to, in, it in the past. We should be welcoming. Right. The real ones are welcoming, man. It's
5: just, you know, you always have the the grumpy ones you know because mm-hmm. they their mind is like okay well that's taken away from my my pair you yeah, know yeah. so it's, it's this grumpy ones man you know you disregard them i don't pay them no
4: mind they'll be all right no <laughs> doubt they, it, that's for sure they'll be all right that's for sure man i'm i'm now the people that's looking on youtube are gonna see this the people that are on fox and, and iHeart that's listening via podcast or not but behind you is a is a is a fantastic collection of sneakers uh, bro i, 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 I <laughs> just it's making me smile just just seeing it you know what I mean and I, I yo it's just so dope um you know you mentioned off mic trade block and other resources like that like talk to me about that because trade block is something I haven't really talked about obviously they're not paying us nothing but you know it's still a cool service and the service I haven't really I'll be honest with you I haven't really used and I haven't really talked about on this on this um on this platform yet
5: yeah well with trade block man it's like <clears throat> it's basically like a virtual closet. You, mm-hmm. you upload all the shoes that you want to put available for trade or not mm-hmm. on the virtual closet, and then you have a wish list.
4: Mm-hmm. So the
5: goal for me is to say, okay, well, this is my wish list. Let me go find shoes that somebody else have that's on my wish list and see if I can trade with them. Mm-hmm. So you negotiate trades, you pull a trade off, and trade block. You actually ship it to trade block, kind of like how StockX is. You yeah. send it to trade block. They authenticate it and for both parties and then send the shoes off to the respective parties.
4: Why I think that's dope, right? And and I it's, I don't know why I haven't used it yet, but cause I make trades all the time. Like if for people that aren't like, you know, a lot of people that's in my listening audience or people that's just curious about sneaker culture, not really sneaker heads, right? Yeah, we trade sneakers. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, we make trades all the time. And I remember, you know, when I told my wife about that the first time, I remember she, you know, it wasn't no hate, she I remember thinking, like, wow, y'all do that? Like, that's interesting. Yeah, like, we trade yeah. all the time. Like, a lot of things I have, I didn't – I guess you could say I paid for them because I traded something I paid for, for them, but, like – yeah, we just trading, right? And so, but the thing about trades is sometimes that you can imagine it puts you in a little seedy situation. Like you gotta meet it, meet Obama in the in the alley somewhere and make this trade, or you can get scammed all sorts of stuff. So really what you're saying with this with this platform, it kind of eliminates that, right?
5: Yeah, they middleman everything. So I don't have to go meet nobody. I just send it to them and wait on my shoes to get here. I actually yeah. got uh the off-white twos, the black pair, those should be coming this week. Oh nice. And, um, Home runners,
4: some easy phone runners should be coming this week. Nice, nice, yeah. nice. Do you think that people um sometimes get caught up in how large their collection is, as opposed to saying like, yo, I can take this. I had it for a while. It was dope. I got my wear out of it. Let me go ahead and make that trade and get something cooler. Like, do you think people kind of hesitant to do that because they're more concerned about, oh, but I need to have a 500 pair collection so I can't let anything go?
5: I don't know, man. You know, <clears throat> some of the people that I've been able—I could say—even on there that I've dealt with, mm. they a big collection. But a lot of times they resellers, so they kind of mm. looking for feel like they can flip and make a profit off of. But yes. like, I don't have nowhere near 500. Yeah, so like, I try to keep mine. It's like I have—I think 96 cases. Mm. So I keep mm-hmm. it at. 96 i'm a little over but i try to keep it there but yeah i don't you know everybody has the, their preference man i don't get caught up in that. i just what i want is what i want and i trade what i need to get it
2: <laughs> yeah 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 you you are um this show is sponsored by better help we all carry around different stressors big and small when we keep them bottled up it can start to affect us negatively therapy is safe it's a place
4: Someone I've been, you know, following for a little second now, and you you have a adult platform via YouTube and you do your thing on Twitter as well. You know, you're part of that community that I really like um, on Twitter. Uh, talk to me how you talk to me about how you got involved with YouTube, how you decided to, you know, take your talents and, and talk about sneakers on the YouTube platform.
5: Man, you know, um, I've been on YouTube for a long time. Like I've been on there since I think 2015. It's just at that time, I didn't know about algorithms and yeah. how this. I was just uploading shoes. Um When I was buying them, like I, said, I was buying them a lot and I just wanted to, I had a few friends that would, you know, ask me about a certain shoe and I would just post it up like, well, man, I just do a video on it. You can see how it looks. And honestly, I didn't even know that was a thing on YouTube because I, I really wasn't going on YouTube as much. Yeah. So, and once I started seeing well let me see if somebody else have a shoot and then I start seeing all these other people I'm like oh man this is cool this is actually like a community of people almost mm-hmm. so it made it more interesting and I actually started showing my face more because in the beginning I wasn't showing my face in my videos
4: yeah, yeah 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 and and you know that 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 YouTube algorithm you mentioned it is is a complicated thing you know it's hard to master you know what I mean and 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 how much pressure is there right like I, I i dabble around on youtube you know the on on my feet network um where this this show is housed via youtube obviously they use youtube and i kind of hand it over let them do their thing you know what i mean when i do my own youtube thing i do find it hard to kind of you know to to get that traction you know how much pressure is it for you to just like get on there and do your thing but also have to worry about oh but the algorithm you know <clears throat> for me,
5: it's like when I was going, I was really chasing it and trying to figure out, OK, well, you must upload it at a certain time. The thumbnail got to be right. The keyword. Mm-hmm. It was just so much. And then <clears throat> by the time I felt like I got it clicking, they changed the rules and said, well, in order to be monetized, you got to have a thousand subscribers and you got to have 4000 hours of videos. Mm-hmm. I'm not even there yet. I'm like yeah. 30 away from that. But yeah. the viewership. Of my channel is is not big enough to where I'm like, so at this point, I mean, I I stick to, you know, following those algorithms, but I'm not chasing Mm -hmm. anything at this point, man. I just upload for the love of sharing, sharing it with the community at this point.
4: That's what I like to hear, man, you know, because it is about community and we, we do these things as as a, a community. I, I mentioned, you know, Twitter spaces is a new thing that's been going on and I think it's like a new aspect of sneaker culture. Right. And there's a lot of people that's kind of jumped on it already. You know, when I I love listening to Twitter space, I never thought I'd like to listen so much. Um, You know, obviously there's a podcast, you would think, but like that platform of a bunch of people just sitting around talking about sneakers. Right. Um, and one thing somebody mentioned, it was um actually it was Kari that mentioned this is that uh, you know, it's the community aspect, and that's why the Twitter spaces work so much. So what you're saying about YouTube, I like because I think there was a time there when people kind of saw YouTube and they saw podcasts, sneaker podcasts, and said, I can make money off of this. I could become, I may not even be a sneakerhead or a comic book fan or a sports fan or whatever platform I mean, whatever topic you choose to discuss. I just see something in YouTube, and I want to try and make it work. I think now guys like you were saying, yo, I just love sneakers. Tell me if I'm wrong. I just love sneakers. I just want to talk about sneakers and here's a dope platform to do it on.
5: Yep. At, yeah, pretty much.
4: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Pretty much, <laughs>
5: you know, I, <clears throat> I've had, you know, some some great opportunities from it, man. I was mm-hmm. able to. Yeah, I was given a media pass to go to sneaker, not sneaker con, complex con. I went to complex con in 2019. They gave mm-hmm. me access to do uh, vlogging on my channel, and then I was invited to StockX headquarters in 2018 to do some content with them. So, nice. I mean, it's yeah, it's afforded me other opportunities. So, to me, like those type of things, to me is is, is priceless. That's something I, I always hold on to.
4: Yeah. Well, you're doing your thing, man. And I'm, I'm, I'm definitely a fan and I want you to continue to do it because I just could, you know, I I, I can, you can always tell when it's authentic when somebody has a true love for what they, what they discussing, man. So keep doing that. I want to switch gears on you though, because I don't want to miss an opportunity to talk sports with you, bro. Let's go. I don't want this opportunity to talk sports, and in, in, in particular, I want to talk the NBA. All right, the NBA is really interesting right now because there's a big transition happening between the old and the, and the new, and it even makes me feel really old. <laughs> okay, to be like LeBron and you know KD, KD's still in his you know in his prime pretty much, but K- KD Harden, those guys are like starting to become the old. And you know John ja Morant, you know Lonzo, you know the Ball brother, people like that are are the new. The big dog in the pond still is LeBron James. All right, I want to ask you straight up. I'm just gonna ask you like a like a. I hate this conversation, but I gotta ask: Is LeBron, when it's said and done, will LeBron be considered to go?
5: Not for me, not for me. Yeah, I, I, I'm I'm Jordan, man. It's it's yeah. like they both have things i guess about them to a fault but just for me i got joy man it's just certain things i see in lebron and i'm just like "Eh, nah
4: (laughs) yeah yeah yeah. i reason why and you can hear us laughing because again i follow this man on twitter and, and i see it right and sometimes you say things and i'm like bro I thought I was crazy. I thought I was the only one that thought like this, right? And, and it's not an, a knock on LeBron James, but when you look at this entire Lakers situation, right, and where the Lakers are today, sometimes I think that in order to create the narrative of this man is the GOAT, right? And it's his fans more than him. He makes the, the personnel moves, which, we, which I'm kind of hinting at, but <clears throat> his fans create excuses for him. So this team didn't work out cool. It just didn't work out. But instead, it's got to be Westbrook's fault. It's got to be, you know, uh Polinka's fault. It's got to be someone's fault other than the man. Who- Legitim. <laughs> there we go. Because, <laughs> you know, the funny thing is they blame Westbrook.
5: Mm-hmm. And I remember when they sent him, he was quote unquote, had some knee hurt yeah. or something. He sat yeah. out there and they still lost. So I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. so who's blame now? You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying?
0: So mm-hmm. it's
5: like, yeah, they, they, you know, they shoot a bell a lot because, you know, the whole situation where I'm like, well, hey, he handpicked these people. Yeah, These are people you handpicked to play with, and it don't work out. You can't get mad and cry and want to leave. Right, You destroyed that team. I mean, right. in high school, I'm not saying destroyed, but you created that the drama that's there, so you can't run from it and point fingers. Like, you got to take the accountability for that. They opened up the pocketbooks to keep you happy and gave you what you asked for, and you mm-hmm. got to work with them. You could have had Buddy Hill. You could have had DeMar DeRozan. You wanted Westbrook. Work with it. Figure it
1: out. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the queen of Tejano.
0: And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Right.
4: And this isn't the first time it's happened like this, right? Where, you know, the guy go, it'll work. Okay. Go back to Cleveland. It worked. Then all of a sudden, these guys are a problem. All of a sudden, I don't have weapons. They're not good enough, right? Miami, it was working. And then all of a sudden, oh, I can see the end of that. Now I want to go home. And now, mind you, that was a move that I actually didn't have a problem with, him going back to Cleveland. I thought that was a cool story. I actually would have just preferred he just stayed in Cleveland and ended his story like that. But, you know, the man can do whatever he wants. But when you make these type of moves, People have the right to critique. And sometimes I think the fans of him, I've never heard him say this out loud, but his fans act as if he is beyond or above. critique, Right. And as an MJ guy like you are, right? MJ got critiqued. Now, mind you, he was the darling of the league. Don't get me wrong. He -hmm. was the darling of the league, but he got critiqued. You can Mm -hmm. hear it. I can play you back the uh the replay of his last game in Chicago and Bob Costas was critiquing him the entire game the whole narrative going to the game is Michael Jordan's shooting percentage is at an all-time low what's wrong with him so great stars get critiqued you know I mean, every time he had if he
5: had a bad game or some type of slump it was always the gambling right
4: (laughs) Right. (laughs) that's why I wanted to talk to you oh cuz i cuz cuz i've been <laughs> feeling crazy. It's wild like when you say it cuz again i don't think it takes anything away. And honestly, um at the All-Star game um at the time of this recording would have been last weekend, at the All-Star game, i actually loved seeing him and MJ finally shake yeah. hands, finally embrace, finally, you know, because i do i do think that's great for the league. I do feel like it is a, to argue about who could who could do this and who could do that? Even while we're doing it, is a little like we'll never know. He's not gonna play in you know, One. Mm-hmm. Jordan, like even in interviews I've seen, Jordan never seemed to have
5: a issue mm. with that. Ask him who's the best or whatever, he don't get into it. But yes. my whole thing with LeBron was like even all Star Weekend when he had the interview before the game, he, mm-hmm. he keep he keep feeling like he has to remind us that he's the best. Ever like he brought up the three down three one thing before the game, so I'm like, yeah, my, I have to keep reminding somebody of something. And this must be insecurity within yourself because you know you trying to chase Mike, yeah, with the, you know what I'm saying, yeah, you trying to chase six rings and it's hunting you because he said it before the ghost of the six rings or the ghost of Mike or something, yeah.
4: Yeah, he said well, we're like, all chasing that ghost, and and that go and that's real, and I think that's an honest thing to say. Like, of course you're chasing the ghost because he is he is the goat. And he's the goat for a reason, right? And you're right. Like it's there's this, you know, again, there's this push to tell us one man is the greatest, the other one we just saw it and came to our own conclusion. You know, mind you, I don't remember every conversation that was happening in 1994, or 1995. You know I me, mean? but yep. there was no social media and all that either, and definitely wasn't as much sports media as there is now. I saw one of the interviews
5: where mm-hmm. I interviewed he because I, I think I put it on my IG one time. Matter of fact, it was when when LeBron played Golden State the first time. He said he's mm-hmm. the best in the world ever, or something like that. And they showed the a yeah. clip of and he He's like, "Man, I've never said that I was just the best, you know, the best ever. I'm not saying that. This one, yeah. he was." Playing yeah. And he's so, you know, that's why I say when I see him and he he keep, you know, trying to send these reminders. I'm like, I think at this point he feels like he's his physically he can't keep up. So he don't maybe he doesn't think that he can get that six. So mm-hmm. now it's like I, I don't think I can get that six. So let me just start saying I'm the goat still to reaffirm yeah. where I'm at, I might not get those six to, to challenge Mike.
4: Listen, and that, brother- it take a lot of bravery to say the stuff you're saying in today's climate, man. They, did the We'd like to each, like the, like the, they, they go to war. Hey, you know, what should, you know, what we should do, we should do a Twitter Spaces on this, bro, and just <laughs> light Twitter on fire. I guarantee you, we, we, we do a Twitter Spaces on this one, it will, people will go crazy in that one. I guarantee you,
5: absolutely, because you saw, I know if you follow me, you see the people responding. Yeah. <laughs> He didn't have nothing to do with Cleveland. I've had multiple people tell me yeah. that. And I'm. Like, oh. He told him to sign Tristan Thompson to that mm-hmm. really got Got rid of they, Wiggins, and and got rid of Wiggins, and then mm-hmm. told him to sign uh Jr.
4: And then mm-hmm. they did. They lost. He yeah. bounced. That's why Kevin Love Kevin Love came to Cleveland for LeBron. He said again. Yeah. People don't look at it like I get like people. I guess they universally look at Miami as a super team. But even though they try to downplay the Miami team, like it wasn't really a super team because Ray Allen. Yeah. You know, uh D Wade, Bosch, and LeBron together, along with those role players weren't a super team, but okay. If you got three Max Deal players playing together, that's a super it's team. A super team. It it's up. a super team, okay. Same thing in Cleveland, same thing in LA. Same yep. thing in LA. You the fact that it's just LeBron and Anthony Davis, two of the 75 greatest players of all time on one team that weren't there before. Okay. Yeah. Come on. So and look, I'm a Wizards fan and that will never happen here in D.C. OK, we, we never. OK, so I know a super team when I see one. All right? yeah. Brother, I really appreciate having this conversation with you, man. This is this is so super cool. I want to do it again, man. If you have time, please come back I, on the show because I could talk sports with you all day, man. ah man, anytime, anytime. Let them know where they can follow you, where they can check out your YouTube, your, your Twitter, all that.
5: Uh, Twitter uh, and Instagram, I'm International O. And then on YouTube, if you search for International O, it'll show up uh, uh, in the searches. I, I, I get that kind of algorithm. I'm there.
4: You're yeah. <laughs> the search.
5: You'll see me on there, man.
4: It's definitely worth a search, people. Check them out, man. Thank you, O. Appreciate you. Thank you. I appreciate it, man. Big shout out to International O for joining me today, man. It's always a pleasure to talk to that brother, and it's cool to talk some sports, man. We all know that sports and sneakers go hand in hand, and it's really cool. And listen, before I close this out, I'm hard on LeBron. I talk a lot about LeBron, all right? LeBron, you know, it's fun to, it's fun to mess with and pick on LeBron fans because they're so sensitive, just like Jordan fans are sensitive, too. And it's just fun to troll them every now and then. But I do want to leave this show by saying this, and I said this to O during the conversation. It was dope to see LeBron and Jordan embrace at the celebration of the 75 greatest players of all time. And it is true that we need to be able to recognize and appreciate greatness when it's in front of us. And that goes for, you know, athletes that goes for creatives that goes for, you know, world leaders that goes for family members. Appreciate it while it's here. I may talk a lot about LeBron because, again, it's funny, but LeBron is Definitely one of the GOATs. I'm definitely honored to be able to witness, <laughs> to take his slogan, uh, to be able to witness what he's done in this time of sports, just like it was an honor to be able to witness the Michael Jordan era, especially as a young man. I think that's why a lot of us older dudes, you know, there's older Jordan fans. Sometimes it's hard to let that go before a young cat seeing LeBron James do his thing. is just as exciting. So to see them, show love to each other, show respect to each other. It's something I want to see continue. I love to see them, you know, uh, do things together. I love to see them, you know, whatever it may be, collaborate. They're both Nike athletes, you know, um, whatever it can be, however it works out. I want to see that because life is short and we don't get a lot of time to give out those flowers. Remember, I say it every week, give flowers while people can smell them. All right. Thank you all for tuning into the show. Always appreciate you guys. Remember to follow me, MSR underscore Adam, MSR underscore Adam. I got a link tree on there where you can get with all of my social media and everything i'm up to you can check me out at msr underscore adam on, on twitter and instagram remember to follow the team up on game network the up on game network and remember to follow the on my feet network really appreciate y'all remember to mind your mental health all right both mentally and physically mind your mental and physical health and always continue to be great i'm about here.